Before we get to today's podcast, we need to get our special guest star mm-hmm. for Wednesdays, Jacob Two Times. How are you, sir? I am good. I am good. Guess what? Guess what? Tomorrow is the awards, right? Well, uh, I well well, I got a special way to start off this podcast. You guys have got the number one local morning show ever just before the awards come out, you know? So I just want you to know that Miguel I've been voting for you all year and Holly I've been voting for you all year and Sky the Bay I've been voting for you all year. You know that? Thank well, you, Jacob. That. That's really I mean that that wins in my heart, honestly. It does. And Jacob, I will have to tell you though that we mixed up the dates. The RSVP is by tomorrow oh, or by Wednesday. So it's not actually tomorrow. It's, not, it's, it's next Wednesday. Yeah. So okay. then we'll find out officially if we want or not. But I don't I even. Tr- I don't need that. We, am, we got you, Jacob. I am. I am. I am trying to get you to come on the podcast after after you. After you get off the podcast with me and say and 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 say that you guys had won the award, you know what I'm saying? Because I know. well, keep your fingers crossed for it, Jacob. Yeah, we it'll be another it. week till we find out, and then we still don't know we won or not. No. But, but <laughs> this is all it could happen. And 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 Holly, guess what, Holly? Listen, Holly, listen, Holly. Now listen, Holly, listen, Holly. Now um, I sure did like that. Now. Now, I sure did like that last segment on a CD on July the 24th where Miguel had to give out his entire cell phone number to all the company, like, on the air, and it's on the CD. Miguel, can you believe that? Oh, what? Wow. You have that there, you Jacob? got it on the spindle. Oh. It's on the CD. It's on the CD. It's on the CD. It's on the CD. <laughs> so don't you worry, Miguel. Don't you worry, Miguel. It's in the archive, so. <laughs> He's like, I'm Jacob archive. is the archivist of this show. That I is, love it. That well, is true. Jacob, and thank you so much. We appreciate it. Can you tell everybody what podcast they are listening to right now? They are listening to the award-winning Holly O'Connor podcast co-hosted by Miguel and <laughs> an upcoming radio personality, Scotty the Body on yeah. Hot 101. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5. Tampa Bay's new hit music. Well, hello. We are back with another Uncensored podcast. Thank you to everyone that has emailed and said they listened. And we've also gotten some people that have requested some Miguel and Holly stickers because we got plenty of them. Mm. So you can always shoot me an email. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com to get yourself a free sticker and just send me your name and address. Now, we've been doing the podcast differently for about a month now because, Scott, you are in Vero Beach dealing with your family and you had COVID and it's just been a whirlwind for you over the past few months or past month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's because you can't really plan to just eventually just not show up in the studio. And so when right. I 
got the text to just come home. It was like, well, you're just going to have to figure it out on the fly. And then for that first week, I just wasn't on the air doing anything, just dealing with everything happening in Vero with my family and stuff. And then I got COVID. So it's just been a lot. You've been through the ringer is what you've been. Yeah. 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 So we'll we'll talk about and give an update on like how you're doing with COVID and how your mom's doing. But something that we haven't had a chance to talk about with you being in Vero Beach is how behind the scenes with your headphones that you use, it's like you've become this ASMR star ah. because literally <laughs> we can hear everything that you do. Yeah. So I want you to just walk through in the morning, even before Holly, you come in the studio. Okay. I hear Scott go through his morning routine on the microphone. It's very loud where you're pouring. Is it your water? What are you doing? Yeah, I get water. And then sometimes if I have time, I'll make a cup of coffee. I'll eat maybe a granola bar, just like a little fiber one protein bar. Can you just, just like before the start. pour some water and drink it just so you can really get a glimpse of like what I hear every morning? So the pouring and the drinking. Yeah. Okay. So the pouring. So when I wake up, I usually always drink water. I recommend it. It wakes you up. So I'll get some water and be like. <laughs> and then I'll sip. I don't know how much you hear when I drink it. No, uh, you can hear everything. Trust me. Ah. <sighs> Going down your throat. <laughs> yeah. So, well, because, you know, a lot of the time I have to keep like muting and unmuting myself. That's and I'm annoying. Like, you know what? Yeah, I'd rather just Miguel know that I'm alive and drink water and eating granola bars in the morning. Yeah. Now, can you keep going with the drinking of the water? I just really want to get the, the, the full effect of just how. Uh, tr- Stop. Please stop. I can't. I can't. I can't anymore. You're such a harsh drinker. Like, it's just. He's going to have to pee real bad in about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, I'm trying to find. There is this uh, video because I've never been a person because for some reason, like the ASMR stuff, like it freaks me out a little bit. You don't like. like, like, Oh, I think I'm going to start doing it. Oh, no, it freaks me out. But. There was this one, and of course, it had to deal with food. Um, oh, oh, my yeah. gosh. Here we go. I have to find this TikTok where they make food with the ASMR sounds, and it is the most gratifying thing to not only watch visually as they're doing it, but mm. then to hear it. Okay. So one you time like I- sizzle? Yeah, oh, my God. And oh, it's a TikTok? Yeah. yeah it's, it's a whole TikTok account. So it's basically this guy in the woods, and he makes oh, food. I, think I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. like- uh, men with the pot. Uh, let me pull it up. How'd you find that? Uh, uh, TikTok, Miguel. Well, because, <laughs> because I look up a lot of like food stuff on oh. on TikTok, and so that comes into my purview. Wait, you look up? I have never looked up anything on TikTok other than our TikTok Tuesday challenges. Oh, like, really? I just I, I just look at what's given to me. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel looks up men in pot. Yeah, like what? Well, because I was really curious about it, and so here we go. Maybe we could make this a mini ASMR session. Oh my god, Gosh. where's the one that I? Oh, this is the one. Oh my god. Okay. Hold on, Holly. I'm gonna put it on the big screen so you can see. Okay. And this is him making some like pesto chicken type deal. Hold on. Oh yeah. All right, I'm ready. Can you hear it? Uh, I'm more concerned about his fondling and 
touching this chicken breast. Oh, is this the one where he's rubbing the chicken weirdly? Yeah. yeah. Shh, shh, shh. And he just made this, this man like, just made a gourmet damn meal in the woods. <laughs> I can't. I cannot even do that in my kitchen. And this man is over here fondling chicken breast, making a damn gourmet meal Fondle. in the woods. And now he's has something, some sort of dough. Was he baking bread? Wow. F this man. Like, <laughs> out of here with your bread and your fingers on that chicken. Just listen. Oh wow. I mean, the sounds really are fantastic. Okay. Like, I just oh. get mesmerized. Like, I literally just get is. stuck watching it. It's okay. so good. Welcome to what my daughter has even found out about ASMR. Like, the first thing that oh, really dear. sucked us into YouTube was mm-hmm. slime making videos. Oh. There is this girl, and now what is her name? It was, like, the original girl that we watched. I think... I don't actually know where she's from. Maybe England. Maybe China. I don't know. Somewhere not in America. (laughs) (laughs) Very different She makes slime, but there's no sound in the video. She Mm. does not narrate it. It's Mm -hmm. simply her, like, there's clear slime, Mm. and then she adds, like, makeup to it. Like, she'll Mm. scrape out eye shadow or, like, lip gloss. And, like, Maya and I were just, like, staring at it with our mouths open. We were just like, (laughs) what is this? Yes. I'm gonna come, hey, talk amongst yourself, because other than that, I may pull that up for you. Oh, really yeah, quick. pull it up. But then also, there's another thing that I want to put up. So hang on. Okay. Just talk amongst, talk amongst yourself. Talk okay. amongst yourselves here. Um, Scott, do you look at any ASMR things? No, I do like the ones where they, like, cut something nicely. Or they mm. make, like, you know, they'll cut through a sponge or something. And they, like, it, the look of it, I think, is really nice to me i don't like asmr when people talk like that stuff freaks me out mm. and it weirdly just sounds sexual when they're like, just like like talking into the microphone and just hello let me just eat this chicken i'm like i don't like that but hello. if you like are cutting a piece of paper and you're not talking but you're just simply cutting that or you're cutting a sponge or soap there's a lot of soap cutters that's very aesthetically pleasing is this asmr like, can you hear this really well scott listen Ooh, see, I mean, I know why people like it because it just like chills down my spine. But like, I'm not gonna search that out. But you know, if people do like that, I wouldn't mind making videos of me cutting paper. If people are like, "Oh wow, like that's cutting paper really is nice. not that good." Though. Is but this it, Holly? This is the slime. I don't know. Hopefully, you can hear it. It's like now she's like dipping gold nail polish. Oh, and she's like gonna squirt some lip gloss into this slime. Like, why do we like that? What's the psychology behind that? Just, it's so satisfying. And then she opens up something else. Oh, some glitter. I could watch. I will. I would watch this entire video to see what happens at the end. See, this that's is, crazy. It's a twelve-minute video. They're always about twelve minutes. Okay, so that's one. And then I have one more. Mm-hmm. 
It's so fascinating how we are. Well, I, I think if I had to make a, a guesstimate here is that uh -huh. we as a society have gotten so busy and we consume so many complicated things on the daily. I mean, just think about when you're going through an Insta story and especially right now where you're talking about politics and you're talking about uh, social issues, Black Lives Matter. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, we heard that. This is waffles and coffee. Yeah. Oh, dear. I do like when watching people make coffee. But That's wait, this is satisfying. Lego food. So it's oh, stop dear, motion video. And this person looks like they're making a cup of coffee and a waffle. But it's all done using stop motion video and as though it's Legos. Oh, my God. So he picks up a block of Lego cheese. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Ugh. God, that grossed me. Okay. Sorry, my email. Oh my God! We just—I could literally watch this whole thing right now. I know. I was like, I—I like—I don't know why I do it, but I watch it with my mouth open. Not because I'm hungry or anything. And it just hit me why I watch these with my mouth open. Have you ever noticed when you're really stressed or tense? You probably didn't notice. Sorry. Oh, return to the Mac. Um, <laughs> That's good. Like, have you ever noticed if you're ever tensed up and you're like feeling stressed? A lot of times you have like your jaw locked when yes. you're like clenching your teeth, not mm -hmm. on purpose, right. but like your mouth is kind of locked, your shoulders may be up. And so when people say, okay, you need to, in order to relax, loosen your jaw, put your shoulders down, you know, like roll your neck a little bit. You take the tension out of those tension keeping places in your body. I think that watching this stuff or listening to it is so relaxing. My jaw automatically unhinges and I can't even help it. And that's why I'm so drawn to it because mm. it literally takes the tension out of my body. My jaw that is usually where I keep a lot of tension because mm. I mean, I clench yeah. my jaw a <sighs> lot. Mm -hmm. um, it just does it. It does it naturally on its own. So I'm not the most attractive person with my mouth hanging open, obviously, <laughs> but my body will automatically go into like relaxation mode when I see or hear these videos. So maybe mm. that's one of the reasons why they're so popular. I can see it. Um, another sound, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, um, that really gets my ASMR going is roommate Dylan makes mac and cheese like every oh. day. Oh, yeah. And usually it'll be like he buys the frozen st stofers or he'll have like some... Uh, Trader Joe's pasta that he'll pop in the microwave. And every now and then he'll make like mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese on the macaroni stove. Like if pot. he can make macaroni in a pot, like why are you getting craft? Girl, you might as well get like the Velveeta at least. Listen, I've learned with him that's what he likes. I don't question anymore. It's been three years we've been living together. And I'm I like, I think he needs to girl. work on some trauma. Girl, oh, absolutely. There's something there. Yes. Because, 100%. That's not normal. Right. That he only eats macaroni and cheese or pasta. But 
He's going to have health problems, by the way, at some point. Uh, yes. Here's the sound of the mac and cheese when he's stirring oh. it. Oh, yeah. There we go. Ugh. Scott does not like this. I don't like that. Ugh. He's going to take his head. He took his head. That is a lot. Like, that's less. This is a seven-minute video of someone stirring macaroni and cheese. No, see, that's too much. I need to mix it up. Like, I like a combination. Like, that's too much mixing in macaroni and cheese. I can't. Now I'm starting to get it's too much. So, and he does it, and it's so loud. And we'll be watching, like, a really dramatic show. And I'm, like, really into it. And then all of a sudden, you'll just hear from the kitchen. And then you're like, all right, let me just stop this really dramatic scene about <laughs> murder going on yeah. so Dylan can stir his. You know, we got to stop that because I, it, I'm i like, I'm on this diet, y'all. And <laughs> I'm just like, that makes my body like crave carbs. Mm -hmm. And I haven't had a carb in over two weeks. And mm -hmm. I just, there's, I love the food that I'm eating. Mm -hmm. But the salad that I brought for lunch is not going to give me the same satisfaction that a big old bowl of carbs will. So mm. we just, we have to stop. You want, you, <laughs> you want me to pull up a video of someone cutting cake, Holly? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, I just, I, I think I'm in that thing. Maybe this happens with diets. I don't know. But I'm just like, I keep thinking about any type of bread or like pasta. Oh yeah. And it's very difficult for me because I have to make my dinner and I also yes. have to make my kids dinner. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yep. And like it's so it's like, you know, you face the beast every day. So oh, like yeah. last night I had to make penne pasta with the princess sauce for my mm. daughter as I was making myself, which I mean to be fair, I did make a really good dinner last night. I um just sauteed up some shrimp, mm. and then I had asparagus and onions in the air fryer. Mm -hmm. I was really pleased with how it came out, and she even ate about five or six shrimp, too, so I was like, win. But then at the same time, she's also over here with her side of pasta, and uh, I was just like... So the then worst. she had five pieces left on her plate. She's like, did I do good enough? I don't want that. And I'm like, mm. please eat it so that I don't try to put it in my mouth before it goes in the garbage. Mm. Just eat those five. Just right. eat them. I, I won't have to look at them. Right. It's just, just be done. Some days it's harder than others. Yeah. I last night, um, because I'm in the like the part of my new not I don't it's, it's not, not new. Diet. I'm just yeah. getting back to where I was before. Yeah. I just went off the rails um uh during the pandemic or at the beginning of the pandemic. And so like last night I was really tired and I didn't want to cook. And so like my boyfriend Abe, he's not on the diet or anything with me. And so, but he's doing really well in, you know, because I, I cook in the house. And so we I haven't cooked any carbs, any vegetables, no pasta, anything since August. And Oh, no vegetables either? I'm sorry. I I, I meant to say no carbs. Oh. Um, but we're only eating like protein and veggies. Yes. And Which is satisfying in its own way. Absolutely. It is. And especially if you cook it right and you use... You know, I've really gotten into using herbs mm -hmm. in like uh, olive oil to really add that flavor with some lemon or something like that. And you can vary it up. Uh, well, last night I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to cook. So we're going to go to Jersey Mike's. So I got a sub in the tub. Yeah. Delicious. Felt really full. And I was like, well, what do you want? He goes, well, I'm going to get a turkey club on the Parmesan rosemary bread. 
And mm. that bread is smells so good. And so I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm down 15 pounds. Thank you, Medi Weight Loss. If you want to start the program, start Medi.com slash 1015. <laughs> uh, tell them Miguel sent you. I lost 10 pounds my first week. I'm good. The temptation is not there for me. That's good. But you I don't, like got over a hump. I did. But last night, I literally told him, I was like, can I smell your bread real quick? I just want to smell that rosemary parmesan. I don't think I could have done that. Oh. I would rather not even have the smell. I would just rather <laughs> it not be in my face. Like, I can, she can eat it and that's fine. I'll even make it for her. But then when the, it's just like lingering mm. and she's ba- like, that's what happens. I, I feel like with parents a lot is your kids don't eat all of whatever it is. And then because we've been told, oh, don't be wasteful. We're just like, well, I'll just have these last two spoonfuls. Right, right. But you do that enough and you do it daily, then that's we can lead to a lot of extra calories. So it's been very difficult to like, and I, it's so almost automatic. What was I making for her the other day? Even blueberries. Like I put blueberries <laughs> in a little thing for her. She ate most of them. And then I like, I literally picked up a blueberry, put it in my mouth and then I spit <laughs> So I'm like, I'm not supposed to have fruit that day. So I was just like, ah! no, no, no. I'm like hitting myself. I'm like, why? What? But it's so automatic. Mm. So I think this week may just be a struggle week. Yeah. It Listen, it happens. Fine. It happens. Uh, Scott, do you ever struggle with wanting food? Because you, you are what I wish my mind could be, where you look at food You're as fuel. Everything I wish I could, I could be. be. Um, you know, do- it's interesting, actually, on that topic of food. Like, I definitely have moments, and I think it just happens to anybody, where you just you crave something really bad. But there's so many more days where, like, like, like let's say right now, like, maybe a lot of people, I'm sorry to even bring this up, but, like, would love pizza. Right. Like, oh, I would love a piece of pizza. Like, that. for me, the thought of that makes me feel gross. Like, I'm now at the point where it's like, I could only do that stuff very far in between, because mm-hmm. if I eat it, like... I know the repercussion of it. Like the taste is going to be good in the moment, but my body physically, mentally, like I go through a whole thing where I just feel like, Bleh. like, unless I like earn it. And I, I don't want to make it sound like, Oh, I got to do all these things, but I want to feel good. And so when I eat it, I don't feel like a, a mushy marshmallow, but I do have moments and I do allow myself. And I think eventually you get to a point where you do have to allow yourself to enjoy food and i do i I usually take a day of the week where i just say like i don't give a bleep and i'll just eat whatever the hell i want or since i've been in bureau this entire month this is bonkers to me but like i eat dessert like every night Mm -hmm. because my dad does and it's kind of like a fun thing because what sort of desserts are you eating well i'm having like cookies and cream ice cream every night like i'm having like you know we have i've been told for my dad to go get a pie i've gotten a pie what sort of brand of ice cream well, I what? just need to know what, what brand of ice cream was it? Publix. They got good old ice cream. Oh, you didn't have blue. They do. They got a deluxe. Oh man, they got. But it's. Mm, I think it, it just kind of revolves around how I was brought up. Like my dad's very strict with what he eats, and I was always, you know, right, looking up to him on how he went about it. So I, at this point, am now pretty good at like weighing out my options mm. of like, all right, I could eat this now, gonna feel like crap later, and I so much rather not feel like crap than eat something that's tasty. God, that's what sucks is that so much of how you are brought up 
determines your eating habits or your relationship with food. Yeah. And like my mom still doesn't to this day, like know how to properly eat. Um, Like I think it was a few years ago when she was like trying to be healthy. I think it was the first time she saw me do CrossFit and she came down for one of my competitions and she was like, oh, my God, like you're coming from the person who hated sports growing up. You would never do anything physical. And now you're on your own doing it. I want to get healthy, too. And so, like, she would call me every day at lunch and be like, well, here's what I'm having for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then one day she was like, so I had a salad from Zaxby's. And I was like, oh, what did you get? And she was like, well, it was a, a fried chicken with buffalo. And I was like, Ma, stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop. So you... You had the good idea with the salad, yeah. and then you put the fried chicken, and then you just basically should have just had some chicken tenders. Yeah. I mean, you got some greenery. You got some substance there, but yeah, like— but it wasn't the fried en- just, enough to outweigh your no, fried chicken that you No, had. and she was like, yeah, but I thought sadly, it was healthy. Sadly, a lot of us don't know. And, yeah, and that's, that's the problem. Right, and that's what I found is that, like, even me, like, I know now after— going through several different phases of wanting to do better and to be better. Mm -hmm. And so I've done the research and I've now know like what I can and cannot eat. But it's surprising to me, or actually it shouldn't be surprising because I didn't know, but like we don't know as a society what's good and what's bad because we're only like convenient. Let's get it. Convenient, convenient, convenient. Mm -hmm. And we never learn how you should be eating on a daily basis because everything that is made quickly and available to you is unhealthy. Correct. And I feel like I can't believe Miguel Fuller is, like, talking like this because I'd be like— you've learned. Right, I have. You know better, you do better. And, you know, and I used to always say, you know, uh, it's a personal choice that you choose to eat those sort of foods. But if you don't know what sort—what reaction it's going to have to your body and how you're going—how it's going to change you physically— mentally how fast food is addicting and the things that they put in there and i'm not going after them because yes they're a business and they want they should deserve to make the money but i feel like as a society we gotta do a better job of teaching people like yes yes, we gotta know if you want that convenience yes it's absolutely there but know that there's a price yes sort of like with alcohol like, I know that when I drink, I am literally putting poison in my body. I understand that, and I'm pretty sure at some point down the line, it's going to affect me at some point. But that's a risk that I'm going to take. But I know that, and we should you're be able— You're choosing that. It's exactly. not like you're going about your day thinking, this is fine. Right. Like, uh, when cigarettes first came out, or had right. been out for, like, ages, and they were all, you know, like, marketing, and everyone's like, oh, this is fine, it's cool. Right. And then it, they didn't have a choice. No. They weren't given the option to know that, oh, this is going to kill you. Ugh. Um, And by that point, people were too were addicted. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I'm stuttering, but that's fine. Um, So, yeah, and it's really difficult to make those choices when you don't even know that you have a choice. Right, right. Like you go through the aisles and it's hard for me too, because I want my kid to eat healthy and do all this. I had no idea. Like before you give birth or before you have a kid, you have all these lofty ideals where you're like, well, I'm going to make sure that my kid eats vegetables. I'm not hiding them in like some milkshake for them. Right. Until you realize that you're spending at least 30 minutes a day or more Mm. now arguing with your child about what, and it's not even arguing like, 
I know some parents are just like, eat it. But then that gives kids like a bad rap too, where they're like, I was forced to eat peas as a kid and I'm never doing it as an adult. It's all psychological. So I have to, in my view, explain why I want my child to eat this, try this, you know, this is what you should be putting in your body. And it's hard because she's getting mixed signals from TV ads. Mm. And we have, um, we, it's just so hard to argue with your kid all the time. It's exhausting. So after a while, you're just like, you know what? Fine. If you, if you want to eat Fig Newtons and that's your fruit today, I don't give a beep because mm. I'm tired. But like, but that's what she thinks is healthy. When mm. I'm like, okay, okay, so you're allowed to have like one sort of just sweet treat after school. But then after that, if you want something else, you need a healthy snack. So right. she's like, healthy snack. I got it. Goldfish. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. the goldfish are not healthy. And she's like, they're not sweet. I'm like, oh. you're right. But there's a lot. And she's seven. How do you, right. how do you get into it? Right. Or then she'll be like, okay, I got it. I got it. Mm. Fruit snacks. And I'm like, <laughs> no, fruit snacks are actually not a healthy treat. But and it's she's, fruit. And so she, you will, she is willing to go to the Supreme Court to argue with me. <laughs> she, go, she has once pulled the package and goes, it says on here, 100% fruit juice. Oh, my God. And I go, I know it says that, but it's not like they put fruit juice into a mold and popped it out. Not to mention fruit juice isn't even that good for you because of all the sugar in it. But Mm -hmm. they are also adding other things, lots of sugar. So, no, I know it. you think it's healthy. I'm like, you can have a piece of fruit. That's healthy. The fruit snacks are not healthy. Mm. It's this constant battle, and it's exhausting. I can't imagine having it, especially when you have a kid like yours that is so strong-headed and yeah. is willing to argue with you. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, if you were my mom, I would have just been like, okay, whatever you tell me. And like, some that's kids fine. are. Yeah. And it's just, it, it comes down to, like, the personality of the child. So, right. like, she has a different experience at her dad's house. Whereas, I don't know how or why he became, like, the no-nonsense parent, apparently. I just think it's because he doesn't listen to her. and But, mm. see, that leads to frustration, too. Right. So, he's going to reap those benefits down the road when they will it'll come to a head eventually when she just chooses not to obey or not obey that's not a good word not to take any advice because he's not flexible Mm. so like there's no snacks so he's just like you have to eat this entire plate of your dinner period right and so I feel like that's harmful too because you're teaching someone that it doesn't matter what's on the plate. You finish the plate. Mm. And Miguel, you know, you and I have had this conversation Mm -hmm. where that guilt goes into your head of like, if I don't finish my meal, I'm wasteful and bad. So he makes her finish the whole plate. And then like when they have, he just is like, no, you just can't have it. Mm. So she's not getting as like, you know, we don't have the, he doesn't have those arguments, but then she's growing up in a completely Either you can't have anything, and then what happens when you get into the real world and you can, but now you don't know how to don't know how to make those choices. Mm. That's where we sort of differ on parenting. He's like, right. "We'll just say no." Right. I could do that, and then she would grow up and not be able to make choices because I haven't given her the knowledge and the resources and the reasoning as to why you're making these choices. Mm. It's just, y'all. They don't teach you how to be a parent. No, it's hard out there in them streets, girl. Because then each kid is different. Right. Oh, that's what I want to say really quick. I know mm -hmm. I'm I'm rambling, I feel like. No, you're fine. But um, so my person has a daughter whose personality is very different 
than my daughter. Mm, mm-hmm. And so sometimes I get into this little fantasy world of what it would be like to have a child like that mm. who, if you tell her, um, you know, oh, no, you're not allowed to have any lollipops today. She'll just go, oh, mm. okay. Mm, mm-hmm. And, ah. Uh, how easy would that be as a parent <laughs> to just have a kid that listens to you? Right. But then I remind myself, uh-huh. that's how I was as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it was very easy for my mom. However, I have issues now later as a grown-up because of those sort of obedient issues that I just would, I just said, oh, well, I, I don't have a say. Right. And, like, I'm not saying every kid that's like this is going to grow up like me, but I recognize myself in that girl because I'm, like, I grew up thinking I am not able to argue with someone. Mm. I'm just, I'm going to say yes. Right. And what that other person in power over me says goes. Mm. That turned out into a whole slew of adult issues that stemmed from being a very obedient, you know, don't cause problems child right so it's like you're gonna have these issues they're gonna pop out at some time or another so at the end of the day would it be so much easier on my life if my kid even freaking once would just be like okay mom sure no problem oh thank you jesus but no I get the kid, who, this is just her personality, if I'm like, hey, um, go put your pink shoes on for for Tumble, I'm not wearing the pink shoes today. Mm. Okay, well, what shoes are you going to wear? Well, I want to wear the black shoes today. Are they clean? Every Back and forth. fucking thing is an argument. Mm-hmm. But I look at it like this. At least she knows how to... Speak up for what she wants. And stand up for herself. And stand up for yeah. herself. So if something, she's going to be the friend that, like, when you're at the club, when clubs were open <laughs> and you could actually, like, dance. Yeah. She's going to be that girl in the bathroom with her friends when they're all drunk. And she's going to be like, no. Yeah. You don't cry over him. Yeah. Leave him alone. You don't need him. She already told me as, a, as another part of my rambling side tangent. Last night, we're having this conversation. As she's going to bed, she's like, mom. I'm a good problem solver. I was like, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> she goes, well, um, and I'll just name check because I don't think anybody who cares what whatever. It's just going to be easier for me. So she's like, well, Amelia and Olivia were fighting at recess. Oh. And so I got in the middle and I told them that they need to look at each other's point of view and apologize. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. I was like, well, what happened? She was like, well, I don't uh Oh, it was reading. It was like reading club or whatever. So apparently Amelia was telling Olivia that reading club is boring and she doesn't know why she's part of it. Oh. And Olivia was very upset. And Maya was like, don't be upset. Reading club is cool if you want to do it. And then she went over to Amelia and said, Amelia, you need to apologize. And (laughs) Amelia said, you're not my mom. And Maya said, no, but I'm telling you that the right thing to do is apologize. So go do it. And then they got into a fight about it. (laughs) And I was like, I love where your head is at. Right. You are standing up for the right thing. Mm -hmm. And you were, you had Olivia's back about reading club. I was like, the only thing I would suggest, and I know you're not asking for this, but you actually cannot make someone apologize. Right. I'm like, that's a hard lesson to learn, by the mm-hmm. way. And you're trying to hear this as a seven-year-old. I get it. It's difficult. But you can suggest that she apologize because she probably should. Right. 
But if she's going to stand there and say, you're not the teacher, you're not your, my mom, you can't make me apologize, she's right, actually. Mm-hmm. You cannot make her apologize. If she doesn't feel sorry and if she doesn't you know, feel that she d- owes her an apology, that's going to be on her. And you did, the, you did your best. Right, right. But you cannot force someone to do what you tell them. Does that make sense? And she's like... Yeah, because she was being really stubborn about it, so I just gave up after a while. Ah. I was like, that's fine. Yeah. But you did the right thing. But you, you spoke your piece. You did. And and I was like, you don't always have to be that person in the middle, but it was really cool that you, you know, that you had enough knowledge to even do that. So I was proud of her, but I was like, but yeah, you can't force someone to apologize. And then if you were to do it, it wouldn't have meant as much anyway. She's going to be a safety patrol officer like I was in <laughs> elementary school. Yeah. Like, there's nothing more I wanted to be than to help people like that. And I think it was the fourth or fifth grade when I got my little orange sash with the little, um, uh, what do you call it, badge. Yeah. And I was like, you cannot walk in the hallway during lunchtime. Mm. Where's your permission slip? Yeah. No, you don't have one. I'm sorry. And I was happy to do it. Yeah. And then that led in middle school to being a conflict manager. Oh, she'd oh, be dear. she would probably love mm-hmm. that. Because you know why? She really enjoys a little bit of power. Mm-hmm. And she enjoys that little bit of like being in the right, which I realize where that comes from. Oh, I am surprised. <clears throat> but I realize you, where her wanting to be right comes from. But you realize though that, you know, a lot of my problem solving skills actually came from my conflict resolution classes in middle school and after actually being a patrol safety person because I remember learning in middle school that, you know, if you have two people that are fighting um, over, let's just say, a chair, they both want to sit, you know, in the front of the class and they're fighting over it. And then the manager or whatever, she was like, it's never about the physical chair. There is another reason why they're both vying for it. Maybe one of them likes the girl that's sitting right next to them. Maybe one of them is about to fail the class and they know that if they don't sit in the front, then they're going to fall back into old ways. You never know. So it's your job to sort of get down into the root of it and understand past the surface. Mm. And that was in middle school that I learned that. That's really good. I never even was. I never learned that. That was just sort of something I picked up along the way because I'm interested in human psychology mm-hmm. and how people and how and why people do what they do. Um, but that's really good knowledge to pass on to my daughter who loves to make those sorts of. Changes. Yeah, it's true. But I remember, like, I feel like that was my first taste of like psychology, and I was like, "Yes, tell it's me sort of more." Like you suddenly discover how to read people and then you just know more Mm -hmm. you just know more because Mm -hmm. you can understand where people are coming from a lot of adults do not have those skills as is evidenced by the current political climate that we find Uh, ourselves in which i mean uh i mean all the routes oh i could go on and on and maybe we'll we'll do i've been holding off on doing like a political show because i want to have someone on the other side um, to be able to speak for it. I just don't want it to be 30 minutes of us railing on one side if you believe that way. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's frustrating when you're listening to something and they're just like hammering down and, and there's nobody a, to speak up for your side. It's an echo chamber. Exactly. And then, you know, nobody is there to challenge and make you think a little differently about something. So, Scott, you are going to be the Republican tomorrow oh. on uh, the podcast. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> You ready? Okay. No, we need a legit Republican. Yeah, we'll 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 find one. 
Um, all right. Well, we are done for the day, Scott. You want to have anything else you want to say? Yeah, you know what? Just obviously times are tough. Just find something to hold on to to give you a little joy in the day, whatever that may be. What can I hold on to? That, uh, well, I mean, if whatever mm. makes you joyful, I'm mm. not going to be Tell specific, me. but if that makes you happy. Is it a bagel? I suggest making a little bit of time to hold on to that. Pizza? French fries? No. Potato no, skins? Again, that's not going to do it. That's Cheese that's fries? That's a solution. That's, that's putting a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. Mm. Those Band-Aids crack. smell really no. good. Wow, stop. And my crack is very big. Oh, Holly, wow. what's you know your... What? Yes, yeah, go Yeah, at Scott Tavlin on social media. <laughs> Holly. Radio Holly on social media. Miguel Fuller. M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. And we will see you later. Bye. Where's my outro? Here we go. Here's the outro. Bye. Catch, up, catch, up, catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.